The idea of creating boundaries can sound so negative to our self-donating Catholic hearts. That's why I'm so excited to have Catholic homeschooling coach Emily Brown here to give us a truly fresh perspective on creating healthy boundaries. Stay with us. Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections. Before we get started, remember to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, click the bell to join our channel. Hello and welcome. I'm Lisa Maladnik, your host, and today I'm excited to welcome Emily Brown to talk about creating healthy boundaries. Emily Brown is a Catholic homeschooling mom of seven. She's a former youth minister and has a deep passion for building up the kingdom of God one family at a time. Emily is a life coach for Catholic homeschoolers who want to have more peace and confidence in their vocations as wife, mother, and homeschooler. She has a private coaching practice where she works with mamas, one one-on-one, -on -one, as well as a group coaching program called Happy Holy Mama. You can find her on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, as well as her podcast, Happy Holy Mama. You can also take her free masterclass, The Intro to Loving Your Homeschool Life, on her website, where you can find all things Emily, fiatlifecoaching.com, just the way it sounds. And uh, oh gosh, Emily, I'm excited to have this conversation. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am honored to be here. Oh, gosh. This is going to be fun because we do hear a lot about sending, setting boundaries in our culture, which is very selfish in many ways, even though most people really do try to give of themselves. Um, so it can sound like a negative topic, but you really do have a fresh approach. So set the stage for us. Thank you. I totally agree. I think most people think about boundaries as trying to keep people out or trying to control someone else's behavior. And it honestly never works very well because really what we like ultimately want is for other people. And I'm going to refer to our children here because we're homeschoolers is we really okay. want to control their thoughts and their feelings so that they do what we want them to do. Like we really want them to want to do what we want them to do, to agree with it wholeheartedly and have no, you know, problems or qualms about it whatsoever. That never works. We can't control other people's thoughts and feelings <laughs> and we might be able to control their behavior, but it's usually out of a lot of, um, I don't know, fear maybe, or I don't know, everyone does it a little bit differently. So the way that I teach, um, homeschoolers, um, all moms really, but the way that I teach about boundaries is I first want us to think about the church. Okay, the church gives us these beautiful boundaries to live with our lives within. And there's so much freedom to be found within the boundaries of the church. And it's always intended for our good and to keep our relationship with God as that primary focus. And so, like, if you're married, this is what's acceptable and this is what's not. If you commit a mortal sin, then you need to go to the sacrament of confession before you receive the Eucharist. We know it's very clear, like, clearly stated how we need to live our lives. And everyone's welcome. If the church isn't, doesn't have these boundaries to keep people out. But if you choose to come, this is what you need to do. And then it's up to us whether or not we want to say yes to those boundaries. And it's, you know, the church isn't going to shame us or blame us or guilt us if we choose not to. And neither is God. They're always going to be there 
with love and compassion and mercy. And boundaries aren't meant to keep people out or control other people. Boundaries are really meant to protect your peace. Ooh, I like that a lot. That just landed with me so beautifully because it's sort of countercultural to to think in a Christian mindset to begin with. But the thought of that is to step into a place of peace that God invites us into and with compassion, as you said, rather than some kind of uh, like some wall we can't possibly climb over that's going to give us less life. But what you're saying is that that peace is going to give us more life. Absolutely. And there's so much freedom to be found within it. Um, the way that I teach boundaries is it they help you figure out what is that you actually want. You know, a lot of us don't actually know what we want. We're just living life kind of willy-nilly and figuring it out as we go, which help we're kind of in survival mode a lot of the time. And I want to help you go from surviving to thriving. And that really takes taking a few beats and making a decision ahead of time and then following through with that decision. Um, the boundaries are going to help put those relationships before the tasks. And I have some great examples of how to do that that I'll share with you in just a minute. Um, but it never, when you have a boundary, it's never putting the worth of a person, either the other person that your children or yourself at risk. Okay. You're not shaming the other person for crossing the boundary and you're really detaching someone else's behavior from your worth, from your value. You're not taking their behavior personally anymore because of this beautiful boundary that you've established to protect that peace. Like you said, get into that peaceful state to create that boundary. Um, and you just really gain so much freedom because of the decisions that you've made ahead of time. So you're not, even if you have an emotional reaction inside, you can still you know, follow through with the boundary that you have with your child and respond to them with the way that you really want to, um, instead of, you know, having that emotional reaction all over your child. The boundary helps protect, you know, the relationship with your child and the relationship with yours by helping you understand ahead of time how it is you want to show up and how you don't want to show up. Getting very clear about that, and then deciding how it is you do want to show up and being able to follow through with that. Mm, yeah, I love how intentional it is and how much self-management is involved. Taking responsibility for your own standards of behavior, how you want to show up and what you want to model, but also this idea that something positive is drawing you forward. It's not about negative boundaries saying no, 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 no to other people and shaming, as you said. It's something positive drawing you forward, but it also reminds me of the spiritual reality of renouncing lies. In other words, if we're living in a, in the positive space of God's holy peace and the correct boundaries, holy boundaries that are oriented toward the vision that God is drawing us forward into, then, then that automatically says no to shaming, to all the things that drain the life out of us. So this is just so good, Emily. Oh, I, I totally agree with absolutely everything you just said. Something that I hear all the time and I know from personal experience is we have like a litany of not enough that runs in the background of our brains all the time. I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not teaching them enough. My shouldn't, my, I should have taught them that already, right? Like there's a lot of sneaky versions of that. And yeah. so being able to have boundaries that protect your peace really frees you from that litany. It really helps you just denounce all those lies because you are the perfect mom for these children. 
God does not make mistakes. He gave you the exact children that you he intended for you, and he gave them the exact mother that he intended for them to help prepare them to do the work he has in store for them to do someday. So really, like like you said, like taking ownership of what it is that's within our control, which is just us. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's just you. <laughs> Nobody else. It really helps you like bring that back into what is yours, what's within my control right now. It's one of my favorite self-coaching questions to ask is what's within my control right now. And that just roots me back into that love, that peace, and keeping those relationships primary excuse me, over the tasks of disciplining or responding, you know, in a certain way. We really, really get to look at what's the most important thing in this moment. And it's always going to be a person not necessarily a task. And wonderful, wonderful. And you've worked with so many and you've really refined a process. So how about stepping us into what that looks like? What are the steps to creating a healthy boundary? Yeah, absolutely. I love this part. Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) So it's really simple. Okay, it's just an if-then statement. That's really all it is. So when you have, um, a you, first you have to decide what it is that you want to establish, okay? You want you have to know what it is that's going to be the, the violation of the boundary that you don't want crossed. And then you have to be willing to think about the consequence that you are willing to follow through with consistently. And that's going to be the secret sauce, okay? Is we have lots of things we know we don't want, but we have to be willing to do the thing we say we're going to do. And when we follow through with these boundaries, then it is it creates so much trust. We start building so much trust with ourselves and we really um, build trust with our children because they can start to trust that we are going to do what we say we're going to do. And I think a lot of moms are struggle with that. They really struggle with, um, because they're trying to make so many decisions in the moment. So again, this is going to take all of that pressure of trying to know exactly what to do in the moment off of off of that time. And so you can just implement the boundaries that you want to, that you want to set. So I recommend keeping it super simple. Okay. Um, again, coming up with a, a consequence that you are willing to follow through with, that you can follow through with consistently, that it is something that you can do with um, calm neutrality. Okay. So it's neither positive or negative. It's just neutral versus this emotional outburst, like we talked about before. And it just helps you recognize that their behavior is their choice, that it's not a personal attack, even if it's actually directed at you, um, that it's not something about you. It's what's going on in their brains. And you can, I I love to be able to look at like, oh yeah, I totally agree. I don't want to do chores either. You know, (laughs) I can, I can have a lot of empathy for you with that. Unfortunately, it's not okay for you to speak to me like that. So here's the consequence. So I do Mm. have some examples, but I just wanted to say that I have a worksheet that I created specifically for the listeners of the podcast today to help walk them through how to create these boundaries for themselves. I have some great questions to ask yourself about what you want to create, how you want to state it, who needs to hear it, um, maybe what you're afraid of and what the benefits are and really getting your brain to work um, to look at everything that you are wanting to create a boundary around in just kind of a different way. Um, So I wanted to let you know that that is going to be available for all the listeners. Yeah, and we will have a direct link to that resource in our show notes. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I would love to give some examples of some boundaries that my clients 
have been working on lately. And I want to say that I'm my first client and I'm also my worst client. Um, so I have to, I work on these regularly. Okay. And these are not, it's not like you, you do this once and then it's done forever and ever. You always want to be evaluating, um, you know, how you show up and, you know, evolving and changing as your kids, you know, grow and change and family dynamics and seasons of life and all of those things. So just so you know, these are just current things that we're working on. Um, but the first example I have is um, I love to help my mamas, especially, oh my gosh, homeschooling moms, establish office hours for your one-on-one time and then communicate those to your children. So many moms are trying, especially if you have middle school and high schoolers, feel like their time is not their own because their child comes to them at like 10 p.m. with a paper to edit that maybe is due by midnight for an online program or co-op or something. Um, So I help them establish office hours for their students so that they can say like, I'm available to work with you one-on-one between 9 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. So if you do not bring me the work you need me to edit or correct by 1 p.m. so that I have time to look at it before my office hours are finished, then I will be unable to do so for you for the rest of the day. And then you'll need to wait until the next time I have set aside or get creative and find another way to find what you need. If this means that your work is late, right, for that online class or co-op teacher, then you will need to explain why you didn't get your work done on time. It allows the child to own their time, their work, their mistakes, and it doesn't um, make the their lack of planning your problem. And it really helps them learn how to manage their time better in our very low risk environments. I think we, especially if we have high schoolers, we feel like this is make or break time, but this is still very much a low risk environment for our kids to be in, which is one of the best ways for them to learn some of these hard realities of needing to manage their time better and, you know, not putting their, their lack of planning onto someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're talking in that particular instance, where would you say that kind of planning and follow through agency is something the mom can feel free to give to the child? Like what would you say an age range would be roughly? Um, I actually implement this with all of my children. So my children are four years old up to um, 16. And I guess I don't do it necessarily with my four-year-old as often. But my the next oldest child is in second grade. She's eight. And I have the exact same boundary for her. I, I'm so sorry. I can't stop what I'm doing or I, I don't want to stop what I'm going to do right now in order to do the thing that you're asking me to do. This could be homeschooling related. It could be a game. It could be anything at all, like to do her hair, whatever it is, um, whatever they're asking me to do. They're asking me to stop what I have already planned on doing. And I need to honor my decisions. I want to build trust with myself and I need to build trust with my children. And so the way that I respond to them is just that if then statement, I'm so sorry, you know, if you don't come to me when I'm available, then I can't help you right now. Or I'm choosing not to help you right now. I would love to help you. This is when I'll be available again. Yeah, I love that. And I think that that's going to sound maybe even a little startling to some moms because I think we're in put out fires survival mode 24 seven. It feels like at times. Um, but to think of that, Oh, the possibilities. It's like, dare I jump into all this possibility? Then what becomes possible in my life? If the children have boundaries to respect and what beautiful gift to give them that someday as parents or 
priests and religious, that they'll have, be able to create that space for themselves, their prayer lives, their work, their rest, their recreation even, um, yes, to be absolutely. healthy human beings. We don't learn enough of this. Such good yeah. stuff. I totally agree. I think we need to have more examples for our kids of how we we are all in with them for so much of the day. And it is totally okay. Like I think all moms need permission to then put themselves first for a little while because we have to fill up our own cup. We have to be able to put our own relationship with ourselves, our our relationship with God, our relationship with our husband actually all comes before our relationship with our kids. And when we are out of that order and our kids have full freedom and permission to just come at all times, no matter what, and we will drop everything to help them, that doesn't give them a good example of going out into the world. Other people are not going to do that for them. And then when they are maybe parents or you said religious, you know, then they're going to expect that it's okay for other people to do that too. And I just have long-term mindset at all times, not maybe not all times, but like most of the time, long-term mindset is what can I help set them up for in this time? What can I help? How can I help teach them something that is going to give them long-term value? That's so good, Emily. And we're going to come back in just a moment to hear more about some examples and, uh, and maybe some outcomes as well, right after our sponsor break. Stay with us, everybody. Hi, I'm Walter Crawford. And I'm Maureen Whitman. We are the co-founders of homeschoolconnections.com and proud sponsors of the Homeschooling Saints podcast. Which is here to help you homeschool more joyfully, more easily, and more effectively. We want to thank you for listening. And we invite you to check out our courses at homeschoolconnections.com. And now back to our program. All right, we're back with Emily Brown talking about creating healthy boundaries. So let's continue on this vein. You've been talking about some typical situations with your clients. Take us into um, whatever other examples that you have for us and some of the outcomes you're, that you're seeing with this work. Absolutely. Okay, so the example, other example that I have for you is um, for moms, this is more about what the mom wants to do interiorly. So the last one that I shared with you is a boundary that you would probably, that you would want to share with your children. Like we, we always want to ask ourselves who needs to know about this boundary? Who do I need to communicate this to? So this one's probably going to be more direct to the mom herself and may or may not choose to share this with other people. Um, And so what it is, is it's taking a pause before responding. So this is again, going to be about me and what I want to do. Moms who come to me, they don't love how they're showing up with their kids when their kids are not doing what they want them to do. And so if the child talks back, the mom loses it. If the children yell, then the mom yells like to get louder than them. She really wants to do it differently, um, but really doesn't have a clue how to change it on her own, like change her own behavior first. And so I really want to help her see how her children are not in control of her emotions. And that goes deeper into like the life coaching work that I do. But um, as far as the boundary goes, it's really helpful to just look at what can I do in this moment, right? Coming back to what's what's within my control. So the boundary would look like if you yell at me or someone yells at me, then I will take a pause before responding to gather my thoughts and to respond the way I want to. And if you do not speaking with respect, right? Whatever your interpretation of respect is, then I will ask you to do an extra chore to help me out and repair the relationship. I always talk to my children about if there's something happening that's getting in the way between me and you, that's our our relationship comes first. So that thing has to go. And then 
as you and I mend our relationship, it's really helpful to think about the sacrament of reconciliation. We ask for forgiveness. We are told we are loved unconditionally. We have mercy shown on us and we are forgiven. And then we do a penance. And so being able to invite my child into something to help repair their relationship, um, and it could be simple like a chore, is very, very valuable. And it helps the child also understand what's important to mom. It's not the chore is important. It's not the relationship was important. So it helps put your relationship, this particular boundary helps put your relationship with yourself first before the task of responding to or disciplining the child. And so that way you can actually respond the way you want to with that calm, clarity, neutrality um, versus that, you know, that outburst, the emotional outburst. I love the way framing it in restoration and, and reconciliation takes it out of the realm of that housework equals punishment. Because <laughs> that can be that can be a burden going into adult life. Oh, this was always punishment. I never get around to it. I'm a little stuck. But if it's around, here's how we restored relationship. Here's how we made our home right again. I that to me is like a perfect alignment. Yes, I have found. Uh, I never wanted to, there to be. Like I said, I'm always thinking kind of long term, at least trying to. And so I never wanted that to be, um, have a negative connotation for them when they're adults. I really want them to maybe not enjoy housework. I mean, that would be cool, but I don't (laughs) particularly enjoy most of it. Um, but being able to just be open to it, be willing to do it out of love, be willing to do it because it shows mom charity and that it's not showing me charity to speak to me with disrespect or to yell or, you know, fight with your brother. Like those are not things that show mom charity and I want to show mom charity. So here's how we can help build that instead. So just trying to help them form solid relationships that are rooted in truth and beauty. And we can apply that to chores. We can apply that to homeschooling, um, to what we say yes to outside of the home. And again, these boundaries are so beautiful because they allow you to say no to things that get between the relationships or things that don't fit within your priorities and goals. And it gives you so much freedom to say, yes, I love saying yes. My kids ask me, can I play video games? And I get to say, yes, have you done this first? Right? Like that's the boundary. If you get your, <laughs> if you get your schoolwork done and your chores are done, then yes, you get to play video games. Right? Yeah. If you haven't, then no, you, you cannot do that yet. And so I just love being able to say yes. So how often can I say yes to my kids while also protecting my peace and my priorities as well as the mom, homeschooler, homemaker, et cetera? Mm, I love it. In whether whatever short or long ter- long-term fruits you're seeing in clients, what do you notice when they start to practice these things and understanding that it's not going to go smoothly at first and all of that? In terms of what they learn or where their awareness shifts or what changes in their families, uh, what kinds of things are you seeing, Emily? Oh, man. Okay. So there are so many, (laughs) which is so beautiful. (laughs) The fruit of doing this work are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. The moms are developing patience. They're developing the fruit of self-control. They're developing the fruit of joy. Like when you are doing this work and you're detaching your children's behavior from your worth and your value, and you have so much more joy. You have so much more freedom and gentleness, and you experience God's goodness here in this moment and his mm-hmm. unconditional love because you are loving your children unconditionally. There are no conditions you're putting on your children's behavior. 
because you're not expecting them to behave a certain way in order for you to feel good. And mm-hmm. so being able to um, just have more peace and more joy in their lives is a massive fruit of the Holy Spirit that they're experiencing just from doing the life coaching work in general, but boundaries specifically can be the door that begins that path, like that on the path toward heaven that we are working on toward together. It can really be um, just that, that crack in the door that you need to be able to walk through to do more of that work. Um, I think one of the most profound um, fruits that I can see as well is that their children um, actually start to learn from their mistakes because moms are starting to let their children own their own mistakes. And so then they actually start, you know, taking more ownership of their work a little earlier in life and they work more independently a lot faster and more efficiently as well because mom's not constantly swooping in to save them or protect them from, you know, feeling whatever they're going to feel if they don't get it done well. Um, and it's where they're able to say no to the child. Like I said, kind of like lack of, lack of planning, lack of, um, follow through protecting their own peace. And then that gives the, the child an opportunity to learn from that. Right? And it's, I've never seen a child feel unloved because mom said no, it's they might be unhappy about it. They might have some uncomfortable feelings about that. Um, but that ultimately when mom is continuously, consistently putting that relationship first and foremost, then the child doesn't learn that mom loves me no matter what, that no matter what I do, they're not going to blame or shame me for my behavior or for my outbursts or for my lack of getting the work done or falling grades or any of that. She's going to love me literally no matter what. And it puts our money where our mouth is when it comes to saying that to our children, we prove it with our actions. And so the kids really and truly learn that in a deep way and they start showing up with other people in those ways as well. So I think establishing healthy boundaries and then implementing them really allows our kids to learn how to do that for themselves here and now, not just long-term, but here and now they take it for themselves. They learn what's important to them. They learn how to manage their time a lot better because mom's showing them how to do it first, how to manage her time and protect that um, instead of just handing it all completely over to someone else and letting someone else dictate their lives. Mm, There's so many cool lessons that the kids are absorbing here. It's like put on your own mask first before you try to help somebody else in a crisis, right? So you're managing yourself. You're in a place of peace and clarity. The children are absorbing those things without even knowing it. Their their character is being shaped. Their self-confidence is growing because you expect it of them. You're not constantly rushing in to save them as if they're just hopelessly incompetent, which is not what we mean to communicate, but inadvertently we do. I was such a helicopter mom. I learned so much from other mothers, and I didn't realize I was creating resentment by overhelping, but I was. And so it's good to just be aware that we are not depriving our children. We're pouring so much more into them with healthy boundaries. Yeah. And I want to just play off of that a little bit. It just made me think of something when we are seeing our kids have a, you know, an an uncomfortable feeling, we have an uncomfortable feeling about that. Like we're having those thoughts and those feelings like, oh no, we're not doing enough. Oh no, they can't feel that way. I'm so concerned about how they're feeling. And we swoop in because we are trying to feel better ourselves. 
we we want to help them feel better, but ultimately it's because we feel so uncomfortable as well. So it's a mom protecting that boundary as well, or setting up the boundary to protect that piece. It's, it's okay for me to feel uncomfortable while he's learning. It's okay for me to you know, be concerned or, you know, I can hand, this is an opportunity. I love to ask myself, what is God inviting me into in this moment? When I'm having an emotional reaction inside, I can feel that, that urge to jump in and, and swoop in and protect them. Is God inviting me to do that? Or is he maybe inviting me to just sit with him while he does the work in my child? Am I getting in his way hmm. of work he wants to do with my child? Because I'm swooping in so that I can feel better. So that boundary is, I, if, if, if I have an emotional reaction to my child, then I will take a pause that allows me to invite the Holy Spirit into that moment and check in with him. What do you want me to do right now? What do you want me to do? And maybe it is just take a beat, take a pause, let him do the work. Mm-hmm. We really like, we really get in his way sometimes <laughs> when he wants oh, yes. to be working our kids because we're so afraid of them being uncomfortable or being in pain, what we think is pain, when in reality, it could be a beautiful invitation to grow with God that really has nothing to do with us except for being able to put the two together. Yeah, there's so much. I'm sure you'll recognize this as a, as a fellow coach, that the this catchphrase of get comfortable being uncomfortable. It doesn't mean that we should be uncomfortable all the time or that sometimes our discomfort isn't telling us something important. But when we're growing and stretching and doing something new, we're going to feel wobbly. It's not going to be comfortable. And what did Pope Benedict say? We weren't made to be comfortable. We were made to be for greatness. And so that means a little challenge along the way. Yeah. And, I, you know, I was uh, trained at the Life Coach School, and one of their phrases is, comfort doesn't change you. And I just love it so much. (laughs) Thumbs up. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Not that comfort isn't a beautiful thing and we need to rest, but yeah. And we're not saying that, clearly. Nope, not at all. But... (laughs) Like when it's uncomfortable, like when you have that uncomfortable emotion in your body, it's just an indicator of what's going on in your brain. So that's an, an invitation from God to check in with what's going on in your brain. What are the thoughts that you're thinking? And if it's that litany of not enough, hand that over to him and renounce those lies because that nice. is not God speaking to you. Amen. Amen, sister. All right. This is so good. Um, okay. So anything else that we need to know about the process or impact? Any loose ends there? I have a couple mm-hmm. other things I want to direct you towards, so I um, want to make sure you're complete there. You know what? The only thing that I really had in mind was, you know, the, it's, it is tied to boundaries, but I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent <laughs> for just a yeah. minute. Um, so when I was praying about becoming a life coach, I asked St. Padre Pio for his intercession because I came across this amazing quote of his, and it's actually not pray, hope, and don't worry. That one like actually kind of made me cringe a little bit. And I'm like, what do you mean don't worry? (laughs) That doesn't help me. At the time, I didn't know how to do that. Now I know how to do that with my coaching tools. But you know, at that time, this was not tangible, was not accessible to me. And so I I was like looking for different um, quotes. And the one that I came across was, my past, O Lord, to your mercy, my presence to your love, and my future to your providence. And that spoke so deeply to me. And Mm. it really encompasses everything that I do as a life coach is being able to help um, other people have like really hand over their past to God's mercy, because what has happened like is part of his will, either his active or permissive will. It it was, it, it happens. We can argue with it. We can regret it in 
some of that is is worthwhile. Sometimes we need to go and heal some of those wounds or traumas. Um, but we're bringing all of that into the present moment when we are, you know, having a, lots of big emotions about that. And it really gets in the, in the way of experiencing his love with us in this moment, especially through our children and our marriage. And so being able to be present with him in his love and then handing over our future and our children's future to his providence. So we can be present with him in this moment by not carrying around our past, not worrying about the future, but really sitting and being present with him in this moment. What is within my control right now? What are you inviting me into? And turning those thoughts into yeses for God moment by moment, right? Fiat. We want to have those fiat moments as often as possible and really allowing God to to tell us what it is he wants us to do in this moment, but ultimately being detached from the outcome that he will create, that he will create through these yeses and just being fully present with him. So that really spoke to me. And when it comes to boundaries, I think that that just fits so perfectly within those boundaries is, or boundaries fit so perfectly within that is what do I want to create? What is going to take me away from that? And how can I, how can I prepare myself? What decisions can I make right now so that I can remain present with God every single moment as often as possible and being able to just naturally, calmly, neutrally implement those boundaries helps me stay present and helps me tap into the Holy Spirit to be you know, creatively problem solve as I need to, because I'm not worrying about having that big emotional reaction. I'm just going to implement the boundary I've decided on. And then I get to do whatever God is asking me to do next. And so that's what I just love is being able to, to tap into his mercy, his love, and his providence. Ooh, so good. You're giving me the holy shivers. There's so much about <laughs> self-knowledge that um, brings us to a humble boldness. We we get ourselves better. We're not so at the mercy of all these things from the past and all of that. It's just beautiful. It's such a healthy way of creating a boundary, as, as we've uh, touched on. Um, I don't want to miss letting you tell us about how you're going to be speaking for Homeschool Connections at their conference in June. Would you mind just telling us about your topic? What do you have in store for us? Yes. Oh, I am over the moon to share some more of my work um, with Catholic homeschoolers. So I'm honored to be a speaker. Um, I'm actually getting to do two talks. So I have a recorded talk that I'm going to be doing and a live workshop. So the, the recorded talk is going to be three steps to effectively evaluating and so that's just a three simple step process to evaluate literally anything in your life to help you make decisions about what you want to do next with clarity. And um, the, the the boundaries topic that we talked about today, this topic, as well as the live workshop topic, these are all things I teach in my program. So these are lessons I am taking out of my program and handing out into the world. So I think it's going to be incredible. Um, and evaluating is one of the things um, that my clients love doing. They do it all the time, every single day, um, sometimes moment by moment to help them really get clear about what it is that they want to do different or what they want to do next. Um, mm -hmm. So it is just so, um, it's just so freeing to be able to do that and to get really good at it. Um, because then you're not worried, you know, you don't sit and waste a lot of time worrying about what you didn't do well and beating yourself up about it and going through that litany of not enough. Um, it keeps you in forward momentum so much more frequently. So I'm super excited about that. So that's going to be our the recorded talk. And then the live workshop I'm doing is going to be five steps to creating a doable schedule. 
And that's exactly what it sounds like. It is creating a schedule or routine that actually works for your family. And it's very concrete, actionable steps to take. I'm going to walk you through it. And if you, it's going to help you get clear on what your goals are, what your priorities are. And if you don't know what your goals and priorities are, I will be there to help clear all that up. I'll be available for Q&A and I'll workshop with you. So it's going to be really actionable, really tangible. And I hope to set you guys up for a really great next year. So I am just super excited to be able to be there and, uh, and share all of this with more and more Catholic homeschool moms. This is the work God has for us to do. And we want to do it with more ease and more simplicity. It's not necessarily going to be easy, but it shouldn't be, it doesn't have to be hard. It can be simple and it could be, um, it could be peaceful and you can build a lot of confidence in doing these. So I'm excited to, to be able to offer that. Wow, I'm excited. This is so good. I love that it's inspiring, but it's also practical that you that you understand as a homeschooling mom yourself that, you know, give me the steps, tell me how to do it, equip me, because uh, homeschooling moms tend to be learners and, and quite eager to know the steps and implement them. Um, take us out with whatever final thoughts you have for us today. It can be about anything that we've talked about. Mm, let me think about that for just a minute. I think ultimately we want to keep our relationships first. I think about our relationships and keeping putting putting and keeping our lives in right order and what I mean by that is our really your relationship with yourself, your relationship with God. Like those are those are intertwined. And I think about them like a pipe that goes up a three-tiered fountain. That's the middle of middle of the middle of the fountain is the pipe and that's you and God. And when you and God are primary and you're filled up with the Holy Spirit, then you can pour out so much more naturally into that top tier, that top of the fountain, which is that really small bowl at the top, which is your your marriage, your primary vocation. And when you are filled up and you're pouring out into your marriage, then that gets filled up and then you pour out into your children, which is that middle tier. And when your children are filled up and you're pouring into them with homeschooling and you're keeping, you know, your parents' relationship with them as the primary focus, then all of that pours out into the rest of the world, not just you and your volunteer work and all the other things you do in this world, but also your children are going out and filling up that bottom tier and pouring out into the world. And it just recirculates. Like we just want to keep going. And when moms feel drained, literally drained, it's because they're trying to do fill up that bottom tier first, instead of going all the way up with God, their primary vocation, their children, and then the rest of the world. We need to put our lives back in right order and boundaries can help do that. And I just love having that visual. I love having boundaries that protect that peace, protect those relationships as primary and everything else will flow from there. Mm. Emily, you're making my hair stand on end. It's like a prophetic voice coming through loud and clear. Uh, can't thank you enough. Everybody will have other links for you in the show notes, but find Emily at fiatlifecoaching.com. That's just the way it sounds. Uh, thank you for listening, joining us today tune in to the Homeschool Connections Conference in June. I'll be there too. And you'll get to see Emily twice and and have some fun with her, do some learnings with her, but do reach out to her in the meantime. And Emily, gosh, can't thank you enough. This has truly been an absolute delight. And I feel like I've just been re-energized to think in fresh ways. And that's a great gift. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am absolutely honored to be here. It has been such a privilege and such a joy to be talking with you, Lisa. I just love your podcast. I love all the things that you're doing for 
for God's people in this world. So thank you for inviting me into that. Oh, it's my joy. Thank you, Emily. And God bless you, everybody. We're praying for you. Please pray for us, too. Have a great day. And that's our show for today. Our program is sponsored by homeschoolconnections.com. Be sure to subscribe to Homeschooling Saints and leave us an honest review. God bless you, and thank you for joining us.